who like family. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. It's after 11 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. In about 15 minutes, we'll get our friend Tom Cakert in here. He covers the Hawks for HawkeyeReport.com, part of the Rivals Network. We will take a look at uh, another look at last night's game, see if there's any football news percolating. Talk a little Big Ten and how difficult that conference is at the top and just how deep that it is. Give you an opportunity to win some Claxton's Barbecue if you missed uh, the first part of the program. We'll do this again just before we open up the lines for that. Uh, the rules for Claxton's have changed in 2021. Not only can you only win once uh, a month, you can only play once a month. So we're going to get some new folks in here. A lot of our uh, regulars figured out exactly when we're going to open up those lines and jump in. Uh, we're going to do it differently in 2021. Claxons and then our picks before we get out of here uh, at noon. Trent has high school basketball. Boy, girl doubleheader tonight. Southeast Polk Valley. Yes. 6.15 for the girls. 6.15 girls. About 7.45 for the boys. Undefeated on the boys' side. And uh, Southeast Polk on the girls' side. Ranked in the top five. Should be a good one. Again, Coach Seagrass squad from Valley in Game 1. So excited to get out there, and I'll be doing it right after my vasectomy this afternoon. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You think I'm going to be fine? I've, I've had people say, it. so Urology Center of Iowa, you've probably heard over the last month me doing spots for them. Uh-huh. So one of my good friends growing up in Osage, he is a urologist there. He will not be doing the procedure. Felt a little weird having a friend do yeah. that procedure, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I was talking to him the other day, and I said, all right, I know it's not a big deal. I think some guys make it a bigger deal in their mind. But what if I call a game afterwards just to show that it's not a big deal? He said, you're not digging a ditch. Right. You just got to watch how you sit down, I right. would think. That, I mean, that's it. Maybe put an ice pack down there. Uh, and you're good to go. into the gym with one of those, but <laughs> uh, teach goes with the equipment. Yeah, so I think you'll be fine. I think so, too. I'm sitting calling a basketball game. I'm not going to be doing anything overly difficult there as it turns to the physical side. <laughs> so that's what will be happening this evening. So if you hear a, a yelp during the broadcast tonight, that's probably what it was. Uh, complete report Monday at 10.05. Yes. We'll open up the show there, uh, with, with the results of that. I don't I have no idea how I'm going to segue to this, so I'm just going to go to it. Uh, this, uh, sad news. Tommy mm-hmm. Lasorda passed away. Um, 93, he had a wonderful life uh, with, yeah. with the Dodger organization, 70 plus years, was able to see his team win another World Series. He was actually in person uh, in Arlington when the Dodgers won game six. Uh, so, so good for him for being able to travel there. He just got out of the hospital. He'd beaten COVID over mm-hmm. the holiday uh, and went home and apparently had a uh, a heart attack and uh it, it took his um it, it took his life last night at the age of 93 uh remarkable remarkable 
career. Uh, more, look, he, he played a little bit. I don't think he might have had a cup of coffee in the majors. He was more of a, a minor league player, if memory serves. But won two World Series as a manager, the the one that everybody remembers. He was the skipper. Uh, do you? Um, I can't believe what I just saw. Uh, home run, Kirk Gibson. That was Lasorda's team. That was his last World Series team in 1998. I had an opportunity to interview him in. Uh, Dodger Town, which is it was, I think that's the reason the Dodgers moved to Arizona. A for proximity to L.A., mm-hmm. but the 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 land. Did you ever do spring training? Do you ever cover spring I never training? Have so it used to be. It was it was one of the honestly one of the high points of my career. One of the things I'll always remember was was covering spring training because the players are. It's so fresh. Mm-hmm. There's no grind of the 162. They're willing to sit there and not be bored listening to your questions. Right. They haven't had the same questions seemingly over and over and over again. And uh, that was the, I think that was the the year that I, I talked to Lasorda was the year McGuire exploded and hit 70. So I'm going to say circa 1998. So you go to Dodger Town, Sandy Koufax is walking by. <laughs> I mean, Sandy frickin' Koufax is with, <laughs> he's right there. Yeah. Uh, and as a, you know, I mean, I, Sandy Koufax is the first athlete I can remember retiring and having to ask my dad, what does that mean, dad? I mean, you're telling me he's no longer going to pitch? I'm a little kid at the time, five, six, seven years old, whatever. Uh, but getting to Dodger Town, and it's just spectacular. And I believe the reason they moved because the property was just so valuable. But Lasorda's holding court. Uh, he's in a golf cart. I mean, he's a big, not stature-wise big, but he was a, he had a big gut, right? A big Portly bear. man. Portly. Thank you for that. Uh, but what a, just an unbelievable baseball man. And was just willing to just sit and BS with you, talking base, something that he loves. And at that time, he was, I think he was an ambassador to the team for the rest of his life after his managerial mm-hmm. career. Interviewed Eric Karros that day. Interviewed Todd Zeal that day. Uh, they were both great. Um, but but Tommy Lasorda, um, just being within a couple of feet, the microphone, the, uh, going back and forth, that close to him, and just, just a legend. I'll, I'll never forget that day uh, and that opportunity, what spring training used to be like to cover. I don't know what it's like anymore. Um, That'd used be, to be great. I would think Florida spring training was just... It was wonderful. It was wonderful, and we carried the Cardinals on the jock, and that got okay. uh, that opened up the door to getting credentials uh, for you know the Cardinals would go take on the Dodgers, and you get to reach out to the Dodger organization, and they give you a credential because you're a radio affiliate. Um, fun, fun, fun times. But Tommy Lasorda just beat COVID, and the age of ninety three passed away last night. What a legend he was! I remember the eighty eight season vividly. I, I've looked through those numbers and those stats outside of Oral Hershiser. <laughs> How that team won a world championship during that era as baseball was starting to evolve just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it was absolutely incredible. Remember that team, and remember just him. Then afterwards, being you know a character. A guy yeah. that'd show up with Johnny Carson, a, a guy that would you know be on the late night circuit and and having some fun and being a little goofy and the Italian jokes and the, the pasta, pasta. Yes, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and all that too. But one of my biggest baseball memories outside of '88 for him was when he went back and he coached the Olympic team in 2000 at the Olympic Games. I don't remember that. And they beat Cuba in the gold medal game. It was a huge upset. Cuba uh-huh. was heavily favored in that one, and just seeing him. And just the excitement and the smile on his face and mm. a guy getting to put the uniform on again and go out there 
and compete as the manager. I thought that was really cool and one that, well, 21 years later, still stuck with me. Yeah, what a life he had. What a mm-hmm. life he had. Good baseball man and um, uh, passed away uh, here last night. All right, Trent, so let's uh, real quick. We haven't taken a look at the the other games on the docket. Is, is there one game that's got, of the of the wild card games this weekend? Sure. Is there, I mean, obviously you're going to pay attention to your Bears. Yeah. Is there another game that, you know, this is the game that I can't, I can't miss. Which game is that for you? Before everything that happened with the Browns this week, it was probably yeah, Brown Steelers. Right. That was at the forefront for me. I think it's Titans Ravens. It's got a chance to be a dinger, doesn't it? And I just I feel like I'm off on an island. We talked about the point spread earlier in the week. I feel like I'm the only one in the world that think the Titans can win this game, a home game. I know home field doesn't matter mm-hmm. like it does normally. But I just I feel like I'm alone on this island here. I know that defense is brutal. But from what we've seen in the past with the Ravens, oh, look at what they've done the last month. They haven't played anybody. The Ravens have not played anybody with the pulse over the last month here. I like the Titans. I'm going to be picking the Titans when we make See, our I'm picks I'm going here. the other way. And I just, that's the one that I think has a chance to, well, 42-40. It'll just a game that you'll remember for a really long time. I'm with you. The the bad part about it, selfishly, is that the Hawks and the Gophers are playing the the second half of that, <laughs> that football game. But um, yeah, for me, it's it's probably the first game of the weekend, Trent. It's it's the Colts and the Bills, and um, just just because I like I love this Bills story, and I've always been a Philip Rivers fan's not the right word. I got a lot of respect for how, for for how he's played and how long he has played. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a storybook ending for Phillip Rivers. I believe that this is, whenever the Colts get knocked out, I do think that this is the end of Phillip Rivers' career. Yeah, uh, It just seems like it's it's come to that point. I mean, he'll always be um, associated with Eli Manning and the trade and the draft, etc. Um, and those guys switching places as, as they did. And it worked out very well, obviously, for both of them. Um and I just, I just uh, look. I think Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback with the Colts next year, but so we'll we'll see how that plays out. But I think it's going to be it for Philip Rivers. But the Buffalo story's got my full attention. It's crazy just over the last two months how it seems like everybody has jumped on the Bills bandwagon and how well they played and just dominating teams, not winning mm-hmm. games, but dominating and doing it on both sides of the ball. Indianapolis, it is tough to get a read just how good they are and. I think a part of that is Philip Rivers, a guy that hasn't had a whole lot of playoff success. He's put together one heck of a career statistically, but doesn't have what's the signature moment for him? Yeah. Probably isn't one. No. You think of the Chargers teams and you think yep. of the losses more than anything, even what they got to one AFC championship game, I believe that's and it. And was that the game he got hurt in? Yeah. He got hurt in one of the playoff games. Uh yeah, good good career, probably gonna end uh this this weekend. If next weekend and we we haven't we at least I haven't seen it yet. Will they put the one seeds at night? Will the not necessarily not necessarily because I'd love to see Lambeau Field at night on Saturday or Sunday, right? Who doesn't want to see that? Because I don't care who they play. Are we going to get both games? What three and seven o'clock? Is that what they uh, said? No, it's I, I don't. Well, this is how they did it in the past. Saturday, yes, yes. In the past, it used to be two forty and. 5:40 on Sunday night, I think. Well, that was that was always with the AFC NFC Championship. But that wasn't the weekend. Last before. last year they moved that divisional round, though. Yes, yeah, Sunday games back a little bit, and I gotta think they'd do that again, right? Well, it was prime time, right? It was yeah, it was like two o'clock and then 5:40 or right. something. Same like time that. as the Super Bowl. Yes. Kicks. So let's hope they do that. 
and, and put the arrow, let's let's have the air the lights on at Arrowhead on Saturday night and the lights on at Lambeau Sunday or uh, vice versa. I don't care. I, I think it'll depend on who they play too. Probably so. TV dictates that a lot. But isn't Lambeau at night? In January, don't you want to see that? I do. I as long to... as it ends in a loss for the Packers, yeah, I'd love to see it. Sound like my son? Same exact same thing out of him. Time for another thousand dollar slam dunk. Text the keyword "grand" to two hundred two hundred right now. It's your chance to win a grand. Grand to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. Four of our listeners will have an opportunity to win Claxons. An hour pick still to come. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. If it feels like everything is on KXNO, it's because it is. Get all the latest on the Hawkeye, Cyclones, and more right here. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. We are Des Moines Sports Station. KXNO. Trek Cotton here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always and their families. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway Opportunity coming up in about 15 minutes. Our picks before noon as well. Right now, our friend Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com joins the program. We'll get into basketball, take a look at Minnesota, an opportunity to extract a little bit of revenge from Christmas night, pick his brain on the Big Ten overall. But start with football with you, Tom, and good to speak with you as always. Um... Any news from the football program as far as guys that still have yet to make their decision that are on the fence, whether they're going to come back, whether they're going to leave early, take advantage of that extra year? Who are the Hawkeyes uh, waiting for when it comes to that, Tom? Well, I think we're really down to maybe a handful of guys uh, at this point. Jack Heflin kind of made things official this week, so he's headed to uh, chase the NFL dream. Um, I know somebody kind of hoped uh, maybe he would come back. Matt Hankins hasn't said anything. And I know maybe there's a little bit of an inkling that maybe they're hopeful that he might, you know, come back. Uh, we'll see. Um, I would be kind of surprised, but, uh, you know, who knows? Because um, yeah, he's one of those four-year guys. I, mm-hmm. I've heard yep. Max Cooper 
is going to come back, and he's another guy that didn't redshirt, and so you know naturally could you know come back. I think um, I think that's about it. Matt Lorback was another guy that walked it, uh, but we had heard last year that uh, the other NIU transfer that um, that he was going to play four games and then um, mm. kind of used his his redshirt. So I anticipate him coming back, but but we'll have to wait and see. So with the uh, defensive front, you mentioned that Heflin has announced that he's going in. What's the def- defensive tackle position look like next season? Of course, Davion Nixon off to the NFL, possibility of a first-round draft pick for him, and Heflin moving on. What do you see up front in the middle of that defensive line at the defensive tackle spot? Yeah, and I think Austin Schultz already announced he's moving on too, so that mm. was another name uh, that was that was in that mix. So he lost Nixon. Um you know, it's kind of a retooling again at that uh, at that position. The good news is they've got Zach Van Valkenburg back at, at the end, so you got one experienced guy. But I, you're going to have to lean on No Shannon. Um, you know, and and um, you know he had some up and down moments last year. I thought um, then it's going to have to be. Or do they move John Wagner inside? I know that was mm. something they toyed about, uh, toyed with before. Logan Lee probably uh, is going to get finally getting that mix um i think the other logan logan jones is another kid that was really highly touted redshirted last year um he's a kid who probably gets in that mix as well uh but i also think well isn't that kind of a prime spot to once again dip into that transfer portal and see what you can find at the defensive tackle and maybe defensive end position i I think it's just Makes makes a whole lot of sense for Iowa. And by the way it's going right now, there's going to be plenty of options because there's going to be plenty of kids in that transfer portal, and uh, why not? They've got that opportunity. Hats off to them for taking advantage of it if, they, uh, if they're if they so inclined. Uh, Tom, uh, I'm sure you saw Scott Dockerman's piece. We just assumed, you know, week one, Indiana, week two, Iowa State, here we go, ready or not, Hawks, for the 2021 season, but maybe not. Uh, what When do you think there'll be clarity for uh, pursuant to the football schedule for 2021, yeah, I think they, I think they probably want to just get done with uh, this. Uh, you know, put put Ohio State to bed after the title gotcha. game and catch their breath and figure out uh, what spring football is going to look like, and then maybe um, talk schedules. I don't anticipate them doing anything. Um, you know, I know some people are kind of worked up that Iowa State, the, the Iowa State game, it'll essentially be back to back times in Ames, but. You know, Jamie Pollard's not giving up that game. Right. There's no way. You know, no no way yeah. You know, you guys lost the game. We had a pandemic. Yeah, you should probably have it in Iowa City. That's not happening. It's <laughs> just not going to happen. No, nor would it if the shoe was on the other foot. Exactly. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely. The, 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 Gary Bartowitz said, uh, "Yeah, oh, sorry about that. But, <laughs> right. You know, we're gonna uh, we're hosting the Cyclones. Uh, you know, that's what he would say." Yep. And, I just think that's the schedule is going to be what the schedule is, and. um and you just you just kind of play on. Speaking of the in-state rivals, we talked about at the top as uh, Ken brought up the guys sticking around. Seems like a lot more Iowa mm-hmm. State guys are sticking around in comparison to Iowa. Do you think that's something that comes from the coaching staff? Is just length of time there? It's just very interesting the dichotomy between what's happening in Ames, and what's happening in Iowa City for these guys coming back for another year. It is, um, and I've noticed that too. And and there's been some other places where more guys are. Uh, I think Wisconsin had some guys maybe stick around. I saw that, that, yeah. um, and, and I thought that was interesting too. Um, I I don't I don't know what you put that on, um, other than 
um, I think what some of the Iowa State guys, maybe they feel like they got some really still got some unfinished business um, that they didn't get to uh, win the title. You know, they got a lot of great things happen to them with yep. the, you know, making it to a uh, near six bowl and everything. But I think maybe they've got their eyes on even bigger prizes and, and think that they can do it. And, and you know, good for them that it's going to be a, uh, the Cyhawk game is going to be wild next year. And, and beyond that, it's going to, I think going to be a great year for the Cyclones with, you know, they got Brock Purdy back. They got Brees Hall back. They got a lot of talent back next year. Yeah, it's going to be wild in the uh uh, the hype, as we've talked about all week long, uh, Tom, and uh, it could be just off the charts. It always is. This year it's even going to be uh, to a different degree. Well, let's go back to last night, Tom, and certainly uh, not the start that anybody saw coming, but boy, oh boy, it didn't uh, last long in that turnaround, that 20 nothing run. And the 20 nothing run by by guys on the floor, Tom, that you didn't think that would be you know behind that 20-to-zip run. It was great to see um, you know, some of that, those young guys. Wieskamp and Frederick uh, McCaffrey didn't like the way they were playing defense, went to a different lineup, and wow, what, uh, what results that, that, uh, that, those, that group of five brought. I'm, I'm kind of calling that, that uh, you know, some people might call it the bench mob or whatever. I just call it the energy group because the energy just seems to change when those guys come on. The, the, I can't remember which game it was. Was the Northwestern game maybe? That, um, but it was a recent one where that group kind of came out there and they gave them a, a little jolt of energy. And they did that again last night. Keegan Murray, it was Jack Nungy, Joe Toussaint, um, you know, guys like that that were out there. Um, giving them energy. I thought that really what kind of flipped the switch was Jack Nungy hitting that three. Yes. It just seemed mm-hmm. to calm everybody down and then everybody kind of relaxed. And then um, and here's the other thing that maybe the best thing that happened last night, Maryland's not a great three point shooting team. They're kind of streaky. And the, maybe the best thing that happened was that they knocked down a couple of threes early and thought, Oh, well, we're, we can shoot threes all night. And you know, then they just started, <laughs> quick shooting, taking bad shots, and, and that, more than anything else, you know, obviously I was playing pretty decent defense, but but Maryland started quick shooting and taking some really bad shots. So we've seen the emergence of Keegan Murray, which has been a surprise to everybody. We saw late in the game Chris. What is his future, and how how different of a player is he in comparison to Keegan, who seems to be in the right spot at all times, knows how to play defense, can get up there and dunk it and, and knock down some threes? How different is Chris's game compared to Keegan's? Yeah, he's just um, he's just he's left-handed, uh, so he's different from that perspective. Um, just not as uh, the, the skill level hasn't gotten there yet with him to the level that it is with 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 Keegan, but it's close. And I think he's going to be pretty good. He's always just been a little bit behind his brother, um, just developmental-wise. But he's coming along. Uh, I remember the um, full scrimmage that they had that um, that got some information about the first thing somebody mentioned to me was Chris Murray was fantastic at a double-double, and he was guarding Luca. You know, so wow. he's got the potential. Um, so he's he's a good player, um, but. Keegan's just more consistently good at at that level, and I, I think uh, you know they're both going to be, um, I think, pretty good players. So uh, people have always told me Keegan's probably going to be the guy that that was more you can count on him being somebody that's really pretty good. And then you know, Chris, they didn't know, you know. So I, I think that's probably. I think it's just going to take a little more time for him mm-hmm. to 
to get there. But I, I think both players, are, both Murray boys, are going to be pretty good players. And what a story! I mean, yeah. just what a great story. Uh, Tom, are you buying Michigan? Watch them play Minnesota. We'll get to the preview Minnesota-Iowa uh, in a second. Michigan's off to a terrific start. Uh, Dickinson's a, a difference maker as a, as a freshman. I can't wait to see him and Luca go uh, head-to-head. Uh, that, that's going to that's appointment television. He's really a fundamentally sound player. Can't shoot. Uh, that's not his game. He, I don't think he's even attempted a three so far this year. But where are you on this Michigan team? Are they the team? I mean, they, they lead the way right now. They're 5-0. and They're the only unbeaten team in the conference. Uh, will they be on top when it's all said and done, Tom? They might because of their schedule. Um, yeah. They don't go to Iowa. Right. They don't go to Illinois. Yep. They don't go to Rutgers. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, there's three places uh, you potentially lose teams and – and uh, and you're getting all three of those teams only on your home floor. So I think that's just a huge, huge deal. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, teams that they're going to play twice, maybe not as tough you know, like a Michigan State, a game that, you know, it's going to be highly competitive for them. But yeah. um, I just, I, I don't know. It, I, it, they're really good, though. I like, I, I saw Hunter Dickinson play because uh, Iowa had been recruiting him. Oh, really? Uh, from D.C. area. Yeah, Iowa recruited him uh, and thought, you know, initially they thought it had a shot. And Purdue was, Purdue really thought they were going to get him at one point. Um, and they, they were pretty sure they were going to get him. And then Michigan kind of got involved later on and he kind of got sold on them. Here's the amazing thing. Michigan could be even better. They, they had... Uh, they signed Isaiah Todd too, a guy who went into that G League program, mm. the six ten kid who's really, really skilled. Um, you know, he's probably going to be a top ten pick in the NBA draft this year, and um, they could have him right now too, another big man that they they would have had on their roster this season. They're just they're playing. Uh, they're um, you know it is it's being smart when you hire a guy like Phil Martelli who can help you coach a team when you haven't been a head coach. Right, that's excellent a, point. A smart move by Juwan Howard. Yep. Excellent point. Those have worked very well. We've seen that happen. Bobby Lutz here in our state. Yeah, right. Going yep. back in his yep. days at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Sadler, another one mm-hmm. that's been with Hoiberg. Still is with Hoiberg. Yes, that makes a whole lot of sense. So it's Minnesota this weekend. Of course, a little revenge, if you're a believer in that angle. Going to be a part of this one here. And, you know, I just don't anticipate that we're going to see Brandon Johnson turning into Charles Bugs again. <laughs> Like he did, Charles Bugs, the name from the past, hitting threes that he never shot before against the Hawkeyes. But uh, just your thoughts on this game. How surprised would you be if the Gophers do keep it tight late into the game? I I don't think they're going to. I don't either. I think think Minnesota, they may have some residue from just getting shellacked the other night. Mm -hmm. And they just got, they got pummeled by Michigan. And, you know, I I just kind of think, some we're starting to see the cream rise in the Big Ten a little bit. I I, did, I was a little surprised Indiana was as frisky as they were last night against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I thought Wisconsin would come out and play a lot better than they did. But you know this this league it's it, the top four I think are going to be Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, and and Wisconsin, and everybody else is kind of playing in that next tier at this point. Yeah, Michigan State had a nice win. I, I'm with you, Tom. I think those are the right four. I, I would watch just because, I mean, you have to watch Izzo, right? Um, you know, yeah. the the, uh, the game against Michigan, Carr couldn't, hit, couldn't make a shot. Um, Kalisher, when he's not going, 
Uh, Leon Robbins was was out, was out classed in that game, you know, because he's been off to a good start. I'm not killing him; he's been off to a good start. No. He didn't play well. Dickinson had his number that night, but it seems to me that when Carr's not making his shots and he wasn't, uh, this is a different basketball team. Yeah, he they're different when they don't make shots, and Kelsher's just uh, he's lost a shot. I don't know where. You know, that was kind of his calling card was a three point shooter. And Robbins is going to be really motivated on Sunday. You know, he's a Quad City kid, Davenport Assumption sure. kid. So he's going to be highly motivated to play well in, in this game. And he played well against Luca the first time. He was really good in that game. And I, I, I think he's, you know, got a chance to be a pro. But um, I think Luca's going to have something for him in this one, too. We know the NCAA tournament will be played completely in Indiana. What about the Big Ten tournament? Are you hearing anything either adjusting the schedule for it, expanding it out, or even pulling back a little bit? What do you think we're going to look at here as we get to March in the Big Ten tournament? I know nothing official is out there. Any rumblings you're hearing, Tom? I have not heard a word about it, and that's kind of interesting that you brought that up because it's just not been talked about other than it's supposed to be in Chicago this year. So, um, I, you know, I don't know what they're – where are they going to? Are they even going to allow um, parents to even go to those mm. games? And is Chicago allowing that right now? Is that going to happen? Do they need to adjust it? Um, they need to move it. I, I don't know. And Indianapolis might be off limits because they're probably going to be prepping everything for for the oh, you know, sure. tournament. Let's put it here in Des Moines. You know, they, Invite them in. Well, have have it at the well. Yeah, yeah. Nap Center. Mm-hmm. We got a couple, a couple locations. Of, absolutely. Uh, did you? I'm sure you heard it last night, Tom. You watched the game. Benetti uh, and Hummel were talking about that. They sounded skeptical. Maybe the right word that uh, that we would even see one. Uh, a tournament? Yeah. Yeah. It, it might not happen. They may not want to risk it. Yeah. I risk it. Right. Bringing everybody together like that um, because the most important thing for college basketball this year is to have an NCAA tournament. These conference tournaments, yeah, I mean, they matter, but they don't, you know. Mm -hmm. They really matter. I mean, is somebody going to surprise somebody and make the NCAA tournament get a a bid, uh, steal a bid? Probably, but maybe it's more important for those smaller conferences, but, boy, they've got to have an NCAA tournament, and why risk bringing, you know, people and parents and all these things together in a way that, um, you know, if you get one COVID test, you're, you're risking the possibility that you're going to be able to play in the NCAA tournament. So uh, Minnesota Sunday, Sparty Thursday, Tom, is that it? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, Last thing for you. Uh, There is a Big Ten team that's going to play for a championship on Monday night, Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, Are you now a believer on Ohio State? Would you grab the 7.5, Tom Kekert? Uh, I am going to be on the on the Crimson Tide in this one. They're getting okay. Jalen Waddle back. Uh, you know the the COVID issues with with Ohio State are going to be a concern, I think. And um, uh, you just wonder who that's going to they're going to have available. I I just think Bama is like LSU last year. There's the same thing. Yeah. You know, there's just a juggernaut, and they could score how many however many <laughs> points they want and need to and and I think they'll probably score more than forty points, and they're gonna they're gonna win fairly easily. Didn't they almost sweep all the college football awards last night too? I mean, just crazy the run yeah. that they had. Yeah, uh, Tom. Well, yeah. we hope it's a good game, Tom Kickert. That's all I want to see. Appreciate you coming on, Tom. We will talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Tom Kickert. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Kickert. HawkeyeReport dot com. HawkeyeReport dot com for Tom Kickert. All right, uh, Claxons again. 
It's a new year. You can, if you played last week, you're welcome to play this week. But you only get to play once a month. You only get to win once a month. You only get to play once a month. Those are the Claxons rules. These are right from the sponsor themselves, and we are going to adhere to them. So the first four callers right now at 284-5966, 284-5966. Do you have breaking news? No, no breaking news. Just also one coupon. Even if you win multiple times, don't stack them up and I'll bring them. One coupon per visit. Another caveat. I think that's on the new coupon, actually. Um, So you get to play once. So the four callers that are now have the phones in now, that's it for you. We'll talk to you in February. Uh, Hopefully, well, two of you are going to win. We'll give you four games. They are all the wild card games. The tiebreaker is going to be the two primetime games, total points in that one for those of you getting a ring. Uh, We will be answering those phone calls after we do our DraftKings live update. So if you're getting a ring, stay right there. We'll be with you. Uh, on the other side, on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM, KXNO. Sportsbook has gone mobile. No longer are the days you have to drive to the casino to register for your mobile sportsbook. No you can now just do it from the comfort of your own home. Uh, football playoffs start this weekend to celebrate the most exciting time of the football season. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, is giving you a chance to double your money, and all as it takes is one touchdown score during tomorrow's games. You got it, Ken. Once you opt in, place your bet, all you have to do is sit back and wait for a single touchdown. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up and a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored and won at tomorrow's football games. That's code KXNO for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time only. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Iowa-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call LibertyMutual.com. Condon, welcome back. Going Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, in business for about 25 years. They have stood the test of time. And that is saying something in the restaurant business. Claxon's. Claxon BBQ is the website. ClaxonBBQ.com. 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. It is just a stone's throw from the south entrance to Prairie Meadows. Ryan, Tyler, Joe, and Shay, in that order, give you the four daytime uh, wild card games. The tiebreaker for all of you to give it some thought is going to be the total points closest without going over in both of the prime time tilts. Uh, that are coming up this weekend, and what a weekend it promises to be. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. How are you? Good. Uh, Buffalo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Indy. Buffalo. Seattle is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rams. Seattle. The Ravens are on the road as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Tennessee. Tennessee. New Orleans, 10.5-point favorite over the Bears. Give me Chicago. All right, Ryan, here's the tiebreaker. Tampa Bay and the football team, Cleveland and the Steelers. Total points in those two games combined, closest without going over. 
Ryan, have a good weekend. All right, you too. Thank you. Uh, Tyler is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Tyler. Hi. Uh, Buffalo, the Bills are a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. Uh, Colts. Seattle gives three-and-a-half to the Rams. Rams. Baltimore, three-and-a-half to the Titans. Baltimore. New Orleans is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bears. Uh, New Orleans. And total points in the prime timers. Tampa football team, Browns, Steelers. 81. Thanks, Tyler. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Joe is next, and then Shay. Hello, Joe. Hello. Buffalo is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Colts. Give me the Colts. Seattle, three-and-a-half over the Rams. Seattle. Ravens, three-and-a-half over Tennessee. Tennessee. New Orleans, 10.5 over Chicago. Give me New Orleans. And total points in the prime timers, closest without going over. 93. Thanks, Joe. Have a good weekend. You too. I appreciate it. And Shay brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Shay. Hey, fellas. Uh, Buffalo's a 6.5 point favorite over Indy. Uh, give me Buffalo. Seattle, 3.5 to the Los Angeles Rams. I'll take the Rams. Baltimore, three and a half over Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore. And New Orleans, ten and a half over Chicago. Uh, let's take the Bears. Is, is Shea the first Bears? Nope, second. So our first caller did too? All four of, uh, we have split the four playoff games. Two and two on each of oh, the four. Oh, that's good. Well, this is a tiebreaker, Shay. Put your thinking cap on. The two primetime games, total points, both games combined, closest without going over. Uh... Give me one. <laughs> Attaboy. A little love price it. is right action. Shay, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That's kicking off the new year right. Absolutely. Shay got it. Uh, we'll see if he wins it. So, uh, pretty good split then. Pretty it good is, uh, yeah. sampling of the games. Well, speaking of sampling the games, Mr. 62%. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. You have the T box. You won you. the regular season in convincing fashion. I tip my cap to you in defeat. Thank you. Um,. Lead us off. Let's get into it. And, uh, well, as always, it'll be a lot of dogs this week. Well, at least three of the five will be dogs. Let's start with the Saturday night game. We have seen two teams make the playoffs with losing records, win their division. And both teams not only covered, they both won the games outright. We've seen crazy things in this wild card game. I don't think it's going to go there, but I am grabbing the points all day long with this Washington football team. Chase Young's going to get to the quarterback. He's going to be in Brady's face. He's going to make him uncomfortable. The Evans injury also concerns mm-hmm. me. Give me the football team, plus eight and a half. By the way, that's Tarico and Dungy. The Sunday night crew has got the Steelers in Cleveland. We get Mike Tarico and Tony Dungy on Saturday. Like Dungy in the studio more than I do gotcha. in the broadcast booth. Let's go to... Sunday right afternoon. It is a game that I just have not been able to figure out. I might get clubbed in this one. I, I think I'm on the wrong side I hope you compared get to everybody both else. of them. But the Titans, the way they run the football, I know the defense, it's terrible. It's awful. But three and a half at home? Give it to me. Give me the Titans. I'm going to grab the points here. Maybe I'm going to be dead wrong. Let's finish things up uh, before we get to the college and the best bet. With the Browns and the Steelers, I don't want to overthink this here. We know the Steelers. Anytime the Browns feel like they have momentum, the Steelers put them back in their place. They got the win against Week 17. I'll lay the six. 
Give me Pittsburgh, even as bad as they've looked at times over the last month. I'll lay the six and grab Pittsburgh. National championship game. I think Alabama's a team of destiny. I think this is going to be one we look back upon and say just how good this team was in the great team's conversation. I'll lay the seven and a half. Give me the Crimson Tide with pick number four. My best bet of the weekend. It's the first game of the weekend. Mm. The Colts. Grab those six and a half points. Too much love for Buffalo. Offensive line that's good. A running game that is good. Cold weather. I will take Indianapolis to get this thing and keep it snug against Buffalo six and a half. The Colts, my best bet of the week. The football team, the Titans, the Steelers, and Alabama picks for week 18. Well, there's not the biggest slate, so no surprise we've got a lot of similar games in Trent. We are different in each and every one of them. So it's the 62% guy against the 50% guy. Probably should uh, go with Mr. Condon. I'll start in the college game Monday night. Buckeyes opened my eyes. I hope COVID's not an issue with anybody, quite frankly, but um, with with uh, the Buckeyes on Monday night. Uh, Alabama struggles with against, with against quarterbacks who can throw the football. Alave coming back was a difference. Uh, Fields yeah, can chuck the ball around. I'll take the seven and a half points. Maybe just kind of out of hope that I uh, want to see a close game, but give me the Bucks pick number one. To the pros, Seattle. Uh, Jared Goff's not going to play for the Rams. So for that reason, I will take Seattle. I don't like Seattle for I don't know why. Just don't never get warmed up to those Seahawks. Uh, but I'll take them on uh, on this weekend. They play second game tomorrow. Give me Seattle minus three. Trent, I'm not with you on Baltimore and Tennessee. I think Baltimore will extract a little revenge for being dismissed by the Titans last year in Baltimore. Uh, give me Baltimore minus three and a half to Sunday night. I'm going to take Cleveland. Maybe I sh- maybe I am overthinking, but I'll grab the six points and take the Brownies over the Steelers. And my best bet is one of the games you love. I think Tampa Bay is going to open up a can on the football team. Alex Smith, if he plays, if, if, if he plays, not sure how long he can play. I'm with you on the Mike Evans uh, injury that is not good, but Brown's there now. They got a bunch of weapons. Tampa Bay's defense is legit. Best bet: the Buccaneers to move on and maybe to move on to Lambeau next weekend. Yikes! That's going to do it for our picks. That's going to do it for our show for the week. You have high school basketball, boy girl doubleheader tonight. Mm-hmm. Southeast Polk and Valley six fifteen for the girls, followed by the boys. You'll be playing uh, hurt as you're getting snipped this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Hats off to you for doing it. Yeah. Best of luck to you that everything works out well. I have no reason to believe that it won't. My wife said about time. Did she? Yeah, yeah. She's well, only- two, So two's it. Was two always going to be it? I mean, two kids? There wasn't a real deep conversation. Uh-huh. I'm 40. My wife's 38. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. It's, if we would have started earlier, perhaps, mm-hmm. or if we would have had the second a little bit closer than the first, maybe, but yep. two's a good number. We got a boy. We got the girl. Yeah, you did. We got both sides, so we're good to go there. And away we go. Is uh, yeah, heading over to the urology center of Iowa here in well, a little less than an hour, and off to Valley after that. Uh, hats off to you for doing Thank it. You. All right, Murph and Andy coming in at two. The fanatics will be here at four. There's programming tomorrow morning, Saturday morning pregame. Zamora and Roberts. That's the new tandem. Saturday at eight. Look forward to listening to the fellas tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Uh, Monday will be here before we know it. The morning rush will kick off the week. They get underway at 6. We're Miller and Condon. We man the 10 to noon shift on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Have a good weekend.
Joseph and Andy talk sports and more. Weekdays at 2 on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphite